Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, what if I told you you could do a whole lot of improvement in your whole golf swing by just fixing three little things in your takeaway, Mm. right? Why is the takeaway such an afterthought for so many amateur golfers like ourselves? Well, it's something that we've been working on. I've been working on it like gruelingly just trying to get that takeaway just right. And there's some things you can do that you can really get there. And guys, if you're new to the podcast, Mike and I, we're not professionals. We are not teaching pros. We are just two guys who love learning this game. And when we learn something new, we like to talk about it here in the hopes that some of you can connect with that and improve your own golf game. Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into that in a minute. We're also going to talk about this week's Twitter tap in, which is another fun one. It's a hypothetical and it, and, and you know, we love hypotheticals. We love as golfers. We like to talk about golf courses. So we're going to talk about that in a moment too. But first, we want to thank this week's sponsor, Titleist. Look, if you're like most golfers, you're looking for more speed, more precision, and more consistency in your golf game. Who is not, yeah. right? So the Pro V1 and Pro V1X deliver on this, and they're designed to fit your game regardless of your swing speed or your ability level. They are truly all around golf balls. They are golf balls that are just perform well in all areas of the game. So prove how good you can be. Tee up the new Pro V1 or Pro V1X on your next round. And Mike, we were so fortunate a couple of years ago to get to go to the Titleist ball plant and take a look at how these these balls are made. Yeah, wasn't that so cool? It was just, Mm -hmm. it was so enlightening. And, And what I really liked about it is you realize golf is such a game of inconsistencies why introduce more? Mm-hmm. The amount of thought that they put into making this a very consistent golf ball is astonishing. Yeah. To the point that they don't just build the golf ball. They build all the equipment that builds the golf balls. And and when you really want to have your consistency, why have that go out the window with an inconsistent golf ball? Check out the Pro V1, the Pro V1X for sure. Uh, Mike, this week's Twitter tap in. Another little fun one here. And I think... I don't know what your answer is going to be. I think you know what my answer is going to be. I know exactly what yours is going to be, but go ahead. <laughs> but guys, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golfissy so you can be part of the Twitter tap-in segment every week, which is where we get your feedback on some fun golf questions. And this week we asked, if you could play only one golf course for the rest of your life, which would it be and why? Right. So. You know mine. Yeah, before we go down a Kiowa Ocean Course exactly. hole. Exactly. That's my spot. I can talk about it all day long, Mike. Don't, don't get me started. we in there, by the don't way. Give, we already, give, yep. you know. Spread my ashes somewhere on that 18th fairway. Exactly. There you go. You know, this one's hard because my thought was, do I pick a course that I've played and loved, or do I pick a course that I've always wanted to play? And, you know, the ones that jumped out right away were obviously Kings Barnes and St. Andrews, but I think I have to join some of the... Uh, the commenters here when in saying Augusta because Augusta is that quote the course you know yeah. when you ask what's the course what is your bucket list what's it's always Augusta because it's the one that we're never even gonna touch right you know and I think if I'm able to just walk around saying yeah, I get to play Augusta every day of my life the feeling of it the brag about it it's just got the cool factor all around yeah no doubt and look there's gonna be some of those kind of hypothetical purists who are gonna say. Well, why pick a course that's not where you live? Because then you don't get to play any golf. Oh, yeah, I'm moving. Right? We're moving. (laughs) You get that everyday access to Augusta, you move to Georgia. But, but yeah, look, I I think also, like, being smart about it, sure, like, there's different courses, but you might want to pick one that's not too hard. 
Why get beat up every day? All of us, I mean, as golfers, we love to play those hard courses once in a while and just get, you know, beat, just get beat up. Go play Beth Beige Black and just know it's going to be a long well, day, but it's just like respect for that course. Right. And in this situation, get beat even less and less each time. Like almost like pick Augusta and go out and eventually, maybe it takes a year, maybe it takes five years, but then just start to conquer it. Yeah. Start to understand it, start to know how it works. And then make the, and that, that's your home course you're playing every day. You're going to be pretty damn good. You at do it. get to know it, that's <laughs> for sure. But like, like I said, my pick would be the ocean course. It's just a special place for me. Loved it. I'd play there every day of my life if I could. Yeah, I know you would. And real quick, if you had to pick one around here without moving, I think I'd probably pick like a, like a I really love Baltus Roll. And, 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 and it's hard to, I'd stack that with Sleepy Hollow, two courses that, that we've played that I just love so much with so much character. Uh, and they're just beautiful. Yeah, so it'd know? be how other one for me would be Hudson National. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Just an absolutely beautiful course. Beautiful course. Or where we just saw the U.S. Open, Wingfoot. Wingfoot. That's yeah. a place you play every day. Wow. Well, for the right amount of money, Frank. For the right amount of money. You can play Wingfoot yeah, every right. day. Yeah, and that's not in my reach. Exactly. All right, so let's take a look at some of the uh, different responses here, Mike. What do you say? I like to start right at the top. Ryan Donovan, love to play Liberty National over and over again. Nothing beats looking over the Hudson River and seeing lower Manhattan. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Love that. It's can't you can't argue with that. Kyle, um Kyle can't pronounce his last name. Short say? Sure. I butcher these names. Yeah, just Forget try it. it. Whatever. Uh sorry, Sh- Kyle. Kyle Sh- says Suerte. Pebble- Suerte. 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 Suerte? I actually kinda like that. Suerte. Yeah. I don't know. Kyle Suerte. All right. Um he says Pebble. Well, because it's Pebble. Pebble. Good mm-hmm. point. Um oh, here's a smart move. Ed Mount says the loop. You get two courses in one. Uh-huh. It's true. If anybody's ever seen the loop, it's a course that you can play in both directions. Which interesting, um, interesting little fact too. You know, the old course at St Andrews is designed to play in both directions. Mm, that's right. In fact, if you go out there and play, and if you get a, a good caddy who knows the knowledge, he'll tell you why because you'll see some bunkers it'd be like why is that bunker in outer space yeah, why is that need, behind the green it's 30 yards, yards yeah. behind the green what's the point here it's because they can play in the other direction and they still do once a year they have a tournament over there where they play it in the other direction but the course is designed to be played in both directions um timmy t says the river road golf course in london ontario ontario my best friend died a few years back and that was uh, that was and had been our home course since we were kids. Always feels like he's out there with me when I play it. I love hearing that. Yeah, and I think that's so such a good reflection of so many golfers will be like, we've got. It doesn't matter if the course is world renowned or whatever. We have got a connection. Yeah, to exactly. It. And I, I, it's another part of what I love about golf is that we just we sometimes we can get so connected to the the course itself. Um, Wentz Stan says Augusta. He's right there with you. Mark Thompson, which just said the old course. He said the old course, St. Andrew, for all the history and all the greats who've played, uh, played it each time I've been there. The hairs stand up in the back of my um, on my arms and, the, and neck. Uh, he says it's the only course that does it for me. It's a special place. And it is true. When we were out there, it's an indescribable feeling. It, it's just like you just know what's happened there for the sport we love. And it's just... It's too much. Too, yeah. too, you can't you can't put it into words. You right. just can't. Um, let's, let's see, see here. Hunter says, Old White at the Greenbrier in the beautiful mountain uh, state of West Virginia. That's got to be a fun trip. Greenbrier. Yeah, the yeah. Greenbrier. No yeah, doubt about good, it. Another Augusta. Another uh, Looper says, Pinehurst number two. Can't wait. Um, he, and then... Johnny's ninety three responded saying, "I like number two, but at time, uh, but at times some of the greens are a little gimmicky." 
we thought. But we don't know. Can't speak of firsthand knowledge yet because unfortunately due to COVID, our Pinehurst trip has been delayed and then delayed again. And now it's rescheduled for the third time for October. And fingers crossed we get to get down there. Sadly, we are, we are in New York and New Jersey. There's still a travel restrictions coming from certain states. So we were trying to work our way around that and get down there as soon as we can. Um, but lots of good answers. And I appreciate everybody who weighed in on this one um, because uh, it, it is just so interesting. It's interesting um, to see such a mix. Don, by the way, Bresnu says Royal County down. Yeah, we were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's a beauty. But uh, there's just it just shows you how much good golf there is to explore. And as golfers, it's another aspect of the game. It, it it helps promote us getting out there and seeing new places and traveling because it's not just like there's just one marquee spot where everybody wants yeah. to go. There's just so many great ones and there's so many great places. But luckily, we don't have to worry about this. Only playing one golf course for the rest of our lives. So get out there, guys. Of course, you love your home course, but explore, try new things. You know, we discovered the other day Skyview, yeah. not too far from us. And we were like, why has this never been on We've our radar? Played. It was a fun course. It was a great course out there. Got a little slow out there, a little backed up, but it was it was a fun course. Um, and you know, it, thank you to you guys because you posted in the comments that we had to try it. And we went out and tried it. It was, it was cool. So that's it. Get out of your comfort zone. You never know what you might uh, discover. Right. You know? Right. I remember Ronnie, who's the, um, from the Inside the Leather, Leather podcast, we brought him out to Black Bear, and he's like, how have I not played this? Crystal Springs in New Jersey has so many great courses, Black Bear doesn't always get the look it should. Yeah. So get out there, try some new courses. Um, all right, Mike, let's do a, a word from our sponsors here, and then we're going to talk about that takeaway, what you can do to make that takeaway better, make your whole swing better from it. Yeah, so this episode brought to you by ShotScope, the all-in-one GPS and stat tracking watch. Super hot. It's sold out, but you can pre-order it. It's coming next month in October. Get on it. I mean, if you're new to the show, the ShotScope Golf Watch offers players laser-like GPS, stat tracking, so you can improve and, I think more importantly, enjoy the game. Yeah. You know, you'll be rewarded with loads of stats. On your golf game, you can find out your strengths, weaknesses. You can even look back on some of those pretty cool shots that you stuck to one or two mm -hmm, feet. You can mm -hmm. brag about those, post them on social media if it makes you feel good. Uh, visit shotscope.com slash golficity. Order yourself arguably the best GPS watch that you can buy. And one of the questions so many of you ask, they ask us, how accurate is it, guys? You know, that's the one thing you want to know. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you. Then they say that laser-like accuracy, it really is. I haven't ca carried a rangefinder for the last two years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still a, a time and a place for a rangefinder shooting certain distances. But right on the watch, you got your front and back middle, and you also have uh, all your hazards right there. I've noticed they've been incredibly accurate, whether it's comparing it against a rangefinder or just looking down at the official yardages. I've almost never seen it off yeah you know it's, yeah. It, and and that has given me that comfort that knowing i can rely on it i glance down at my wrist i've got my yardage i go i don't second guess it it's always good so to have there you go good yardage right yes you <laughs> gotta have it you know it's pretty important and also big thanks to foot joy always keeping us looking sharp feeling loose keeping us warm and of course keeping us dry guys i want to talk about this new hydro tour jacket from foot joy it's storm proven it's built to protect you from the most extreme weather conditions it's got a three panel construction it reduces bulk it improves mobility and you can maximize that waterproof protection, not to mention they're stylish, 100% waterproof. You could fold it down, stuff it in your golf bag, and the rain is going to be out there, guys. Mm -hmm. you know, it's we the like, fall. It's the fall. We're going to play through it, so you want to keep yourself dry. Go gear up. Learn more at footjoy.com. No doubt. All right, let's talk a little bit about the takeaway. And uh, 
I will admit, again, speaking from the experience of being in the shoes of an amateur golfer, because that is what I am, struggling with the game, right? Uh, I had not given my takeaway much of a thought. It was an afterthought for me. What do we think when we think golf? We think moment of impact, right? Impact. Where's my impact position? Yes, that's so important. But how do you get there, mm-hmm. right? And it starts with a good takeaway. And as we'll talk about as we dissect this, you realize a, what a bad takeaway will lead to. So sometimes a good takeaway, it goes unnoticed because it just sets you up right and you end up making a good shot. But when you have a bad takeaway, that's often where the symptoms start to look and you start to see that. So yes, impact Super important piece of the puzzle. Great, great tip that we got from Brad Worthington when we did a playing lesson with the other day. He said, the ball is your best teacher. We all love the high-tech stuff, the trackman and stuff like that. The ball is your best teacher. Watch your ball flight, and you'll be able to, to dissect from that really quickly. Club path, uh, club face, things like that. But the takeaway, once that takeaway begins, there's really no turning back. That has started that momentum of the swing, and it's going to either set you up for success or set you up for failure. So it's a very controllable thing. It's not moving as quick as impact is. So it's a spot where you on any level golfer can start to set yourself up for Mm -hmm. more success by doing it properly. So let's first talk about what are some of the most common takeaway problems. And one thing I'll say, um, Riley Hamill who is in the Facebook group. He's also a writer on Golficity. Um, he's, he's uh, you know, PGA, uh, you know, instructor. He has, he's done an incredible job with his swing breakdown that he does uh, for a lot of the people in the group. He did, he's done some work for me and working with him. I'm realizing how often it is that the takeaway is a problem. It really is. And sometimes you don't think it's a problem, but it is part of that common thing. And he's even done some, some, breakdowns of the PGA tour pros to show you what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you look at a guy like Justin Thomas, who's a perfect takeaway. And you start to realize the difference between them and you and where you can improve. But one big one, and this happens so often, again, it's something that brand new golfers very often do. You hand your kid a club or somebody who hasn't played before. And the first thing they're going to do is get too handsy. Um, so a big one is just too much hand action right in the beginning. And it's a problem for a couple of reasons. First, it's going to move that club out of position, usually too far inside of the path. Uh, it's a very natural tendency as we start to bring that club back, if we do it with our hands to try to bring it too far inside. So what that's going to do, and this will give you an idea right off the bat of how much takeaway matters. Think about it like this. If you take that club way too far inside, going back, now you've jammed yourself up right? The chances of making that nice inside out swing that we all want Mm -hmm. are very slim. And it's it's counterintuitive. There's so many counterintuitives in golf, right? You hit down to make the ball go up, stuff like that. You think, well, I want to come in from the inside and hit out. So I'll start bringing that club back way inside and just, I'll be in that position. All I got to do is bring it back. Well, what often happens is subconsciously, as we bring that club back too far inside, we're jammed up and we do this over the top move Mm. because now our body feels like, whoa, we're too far inside to get to that ball. And instead of just coming right back and and you think you're setting yourself on this nice inside plane, you end up doing the opposite of what you want and you come out and over the top because you're jammed up inside. And a big part of that can happen when you bring it back with the hands. And another thing too is, and this is something, Mike, how much do we work on this? Because we struggle with it. Tempo, Mm -hmm. right? If you 
take it away with your hands, there's a very good chance you're doing a different tempo than where you should be. A nice, proper, smooth tempo, tempo what we're going to talk about in a moment, is taking that club back with the turn rather than with the hands. And there's also a, a level of disconnecting. There's a, lot, there's a lot of things wrong with doing it this way. Another one is disconnecting. Now you get those hands moving, the club is moving faster than you're rotating back, and it can be really tough to, to recover from that. So that's a big one. Another one, we talk about this, you see this on, the, on every you know, YouTube instructional channel has gotten a thing on how to not sway or slide, body slide. Very often you'll see this where if, you take, if, if your takeaway is including a slide, let's say you're a righty golfer and you're sliding to the, to the right, that's going to put you in a tough position to recover yeah. from, to get back an impact. So yes, we want to rotate but we don't want to slide. It's, it's really a disaster when it comes to balance. And it can be all different levels of everything we're talking about here. It can be the very obvious, like big slidey sway. I'm trying to get not too far from my microphone, but like a, one of these that you got to recover from, or it can just be a little bit of a one. But any type of slide that you introduce is going to require more timing to get back to the ball. Yeah, and it's, it's not going to happen. You're not yeah. going to get back. Maybe one out of every 10 times. Right. right? And then you say, like, why is one out of every 10 of my shots good? Yeah. Well, because you relied on your timing, you got there. Mm -hmm. But that slides and you want to avoid. So one thing you can do, a quick drill. I've seen this done a lot of times and it is effective. Sometimes some of the most um, effective training aids are the simplest and the cheapest, which is a good thing because golf can get expensive. So take those wins where we can. Right. But an alignment stick. Um, stick that alignment stick down in the ground where it's where it's touching or it's just maybe an inch off of your right hip for a righty golfer and take your swing and see, are you now, as you go back, are you pushing into that alignment stick? Simple. And you can video it to see. And if you are, you're swaying. Mm -hmm. So you should rotate. That, that right hip should come back, not to the right. So keep an eye on that in your, in your takeaway. Make sure you're not sliding. And another one will be rushing things. And this is one of those tricky targets because it's a moving target sometimes we make a nice smooth tempoed swing some of the time where other times we're rushing mm -hmm. and we rush that back swing. and when does it happen when you're when you're stressed and it's a you, when we talk about introducing stress into your your practice pressure when you're in a more pressure situation you just kind of like subconsciously want to get the shot over with you know you're you're already facing a blow up hole or whatever it may, may be and now you rush it so remember that takeaway can really help set the tempo for your for your swing so if you rush that there's a very good chance that you're going to be rushing the rest of your swing if you rush the first couple of moments mark my words you're going to be rushing that whole swing you know it's weird for me a lot of people will give me instant feedback on the tee box and they'll say right when you got to the top of your swing you sped up by like 400 miles an hour Takeaway was really slow. Yeah. I just swung right through. So there's got to be a way to keep it slow all the way through. And that's been the biggest challenge that I've faced in this game. Well, I think also sometimes slow is, is deceiving. Like you look at these guys like Fred Couples, right? It looks like he's swinging so slow because yep. he's butter, right? Mm -hmm. But reality, where things start to look quick, it's often acceleration, more than it is mm. overall swing speed. Yeah, A really smooth looking swing is gonna be one that accelerates throughout, steadily and throughout. When you look like you're quick, it means if you're rushing anything, you're rushing the transition. Should, so the, I, should the takeaway speed and the follow through speed be the same? No, because okay. look at Matsuyama. 
That's right. Hideki Matsuyama, because a nice slow takeaway, stops at the top. And then just rips through. And then rips through. But, but if you notice every good golfer, what happens is that transition, that moment is not a jerky fast thing. They're not trying to get all their swing speed immediately. A good golf swing will go to the top no matter whatever speed. You can set that pace with a nice slow uh, you know, takeaway. But then what you want to do is transition smoothly. And that's what gives that appearance of slow. It's actually smooth. Yeah. And then let your hips turn and your body turn and, and let that club slow to build its speed slowly and reliably. And then let that lag be that last moment when all the speed, a, a good you know pro hits the ball a long way. They're building their speed all the way through and then maximizing their most swing speed they're getting is you know at impact or after. Mm-hmm. after impact if you look at a an amateur who's who's wasting some swing speed oftentimes they'll reach their max swing speed before they get down to the ball and it's because of that that fast transition so if you can bring it away you know kind of like a nice even tempo it'll set yourself up for transition transition nice and smooth and then build speed and go down through yeah it makes sense so that mm-hmm. i think that's a big part of where it comes so so yes keep your individuality some people might have a faster tempo. Consistent is the key. Mm-hmm. Some people may have a pause. Some people, whatever. But if you can stay consistent, that's what's really going to help. So that's a big one. Try not to rush things because you're, you're setting yourself up for a rush all the way through. Um, now, understand the goal. What are you really trying to do with your takeaway? It, it's actually pretty simple. The first goal of the t- takeaway is to move that bug ball back. I'm sorry. Move that club back back and away from the ball on the right path. Because remember, if you get off path with your takeaway, there's a good chance you're gonna be off path on your swing, you're your down, you know, swing through the mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. Because your body has to do something to recover. So if you take it out away too far outside, you gotta do something to bring it back. Or if you take it away too far inside, you gotta bring it back. And that's where you can end up with the opposite of the swing you wanna have. Um, the second important part of the takeaway is to initiate that shoulder turn that will take you the rest of the way through the backswing. So you that shoulder turn, I think, is the key point that we want to focus on here. Um, swing that club straight back. Keep things you know on plane. And, and, and a good thing you can do is you can watch your swing in slow motion. This is what I've been doing, working with, with Riley on it. And as you can you watch that club face, it should stay fairly square to the ball all the way up until it gets to about waist high. So another thing that we see when you're too handsy is you start to open that face yep. up really quick, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I've been working on this a lot where I slowly take that that club back and that, cl- that club face is staying square to the ball. So now it's feeling like it's moving down, but it's actually staying square to the ball almost a halfway. And then it starts to open up so I can rotate and, and turn my, my arms and body. But keep that in mind. You want to start you know, moving that as one piece. So we do this a lot in putting. We talk about the pendulum and moving everything together. Now, obviously, there's a lot more movements in a swing versus a putt. But if you can focus on one simple thing, and that's just starting your takeaway with your your rotation more than your hands. Mm-hmm. So let your shoulders rotate and that let that bring that 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 club and that uh, your arms back more so than hands start it. The hands shouldn't start that motion. The shoulders should start that motion. And it's really important to be able to bring that back as smooth as possible. Um, So to make a good backswing, no matter how you slice it, you got to make a great shoulder turn. Um, 
and it, it's common, you know, uh, it's common for players to use only their hands, like I said, in the arms, but focus on that shoulders. Even if it's a great thing to practice at home, we always talk about like it's hard to get to the range sometimes, but you can just work on that motion. Just work on the feel that it feels like to start that swing with the sh- bringing the sh- making a shoulder turn that brings mm-hmm. everything back and it can really help. So let's say you do get out to the range. What's a great drill you can do? I'm sure you guys have seen this drill before. It's a common, common drill, and you may have even seen it just scrolling through your Instagram feed. But a simple takeaway practice drill basically starts like this. And you can do this hitting a ball or not hitting a ball. So you can do this in your living room as long as you have enough room to like take a club back. But what you do is just find a place where you can take some practice swings, grab one of your mid-irons, mm-hmm. seven-irons, something like that, And what you want to do is place the ball, instead of in front of the club face, like you normally would when you're going to hit the ball, place that ball just behind the club face. And then as you start your swing, what you want to do is attempt to roll that ball back on an extension of the target line. Mm -hmm. So as you place that ball down, it's it's sitting behind your club head. You're going to use those shoulders to turn that, and you're going to not using your hand, so it's not opening that, that club face or anything like that. Just on your takeaway, the ball should roll back straight in line with your ultimate target line. If you notice that ball is starting to roll way down to in, inside for a righty to the right, most likely you're using your hands and you're getting too inside too quick. Makes sense, yep. Now, what I like to do is then add in, like take a couple of practice like that and then add in a ball both in front and behind. So now to go through to a full swing. So set it, set up your the ball in front of the club face and behind do your takeaway where you get that ball rolling back straight on the target line. Then go through right to completing your swing and see if your your swing is more on target. So it'll tell you if you're if you're starting on that target line going back, you should be able to come through it coming through. Such an easy drill. It's an easy drill, yeah. and it, it just really gives you that visual showing that you came back. Because if you, I'm telling you, if you come back too inside or too outside, that ball is not going to roll back straight on the target line. Mm-hmm. It's going to roll either to the right or to the left of the target line. That's going to tell you which way you're taking it away. So it's a great drill to do. It's an easy drill to do. Next time you're on the range, try this. Just have that one ball rolling back before you hit. Uh, and the, really the goal here is to get you taking that nice, quiet, controlled takeaway as that club moves back on the target line. And if other things, the symptoms you'll see is if that ball is, is just kind of like flying away too fast if you realize you're, you're taking it away too fast again smooth consistent um all those things will be be evidenced just by what that ball tells you um so that's really important and given that importance to the takeaway you know one thing you can do i think i see you do this right mike where you include some sort of feedback in your in your pre-shot routine mm, what do you mean well like as- you're you're doing a small like um takeaway practice yes 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 so we've even seen this at the top level ricky fowler is the one you see doing it all the time but i've seen a lot of guys doing this we talk about your pre-shot routine can be something that can add consistency and set you up for success well what you can do is in your pre-shot routine put something that that simulates that takeaway right it might just be right before you swing as part of your practice you know swings just take do one takeaway straight back with your shoulder so you get that feel and then you know, come back to address the ball and then go. Right. I think, I don't know if it's JT, but someone else, I don't know if it's Xander, somebody does that and then they also take it through the ball. So they practice takeaway and then they go a little bit forward Mm -hmm. just to maybe practice, I guess, the impact uh, position of their wrist or something. I think you started doing that. I do it now. Yeah. Ever since working with Brad Worthington, my last thing that I do 
um, it's not like quite like a Matt Wolf thing, right? You know, but I will do a, a short, abbreviated, simulated follow through at the impact position in the shaft lean that I want. And that'll be the last thing I think mm-hmm. of, and then I'll go. But if, if right now what you're struggling with is the takeaway, you can do that, you know, take a couple practice swings. And the last thing you do, simulate your takeaway and then go and then do it. And then this way you've got the feel for what it should feel like. And then you just execute. It's yep. a quick reminder of what it should feel like. I, I can't tell you how valuable that is. If you find that you are taking it away too much with the wrists and hands, you know, just Feel that first move of taking that club back straight on the target line with the shoulders and then set and then do it again and go. Yeah. It can be, it can really Easy help. Enough. Easy enough. Um, you know, obviously when you do that, you don't want to improve your lie or accidentally hit the ball or things like that. Just be aware of it. But it's a good thing that you can kind of throw in there and, and throw in the mix. But this one is, is good. And like I said, I think if, if nothing else, just discussing it here is important because it is so, it's so overlooked. And I speak from experience because I overlooked it too for a long time, the importance of the takeaway. You just, you're thinking so much of the transition, you're thinking so much of the, uh, the impact position that you end up not thinking about those crucial very first moments of the swing. And it's just like we talk about the importance of setup. All these things will set you up to put you in the right position to make a good swing. Yeah, It's not going to guarantee it. There's other things, as you highlighted, transition's important, swing path's important, face angle's important, but all those things become harder to do if you get yourself out of position going back at the start. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So hopefully these tips helped you guys. If they did, let us know. If they didn't, let us know. Maybe you got a tip of your own that you can add to this. Drop it in the comments. Post them in our Facebook group. As we said at the very beginning of the show, we are not professionals. We're guys who are learning the game. When we learn something, it excites us. And when it excites us, we bring it here on the show to talk about it, to hopefully you guys can connect with it and it'll help you as well. So if you've got something that we can all learn from, let us know. Jump in the conversation. We want to hear it. All right. You guys get to the show notes of everything we talked about today by going to golfacity.com slash episode 342, or as always in the Golfacity app, which is free for Android and iOS. And if you haven't done so yet, take a second, leave us a quick review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, whatever it may be. Those reviews, not only do they help us really grow the show, they help us improve because we're able to find out what it is that you guys are liking about the show and what we can do more of. And we appreciate and read each one of them. So thank you for that. All right, guys. We'll see everybody again next week.